created live on Fireside. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your next stop live. I'm so excited to have my next guest, Monty Lands. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. I did. I always get, every time I have to say someone's name, I always get like, oh, did I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> um, and so I did. I always practice before. Right. So, Monty, welcome to Fireside and welcome to your next stop live. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Um, definitely an absolute pleasure. I love being invited on to, you know, new spaces to just connect, share great vibes, share some value, have some fun. So it means a lot to me. I appreciate you. I love it. And I have to say, because I always tell my my um, listeners and followers that where I, you know, where I meet people, because everyone's always curious, like, how do you meet so many different people? Where Where is it? I actually found you on IG, your reels popped up. Hey. And I was like, Oh, my God, this guy is amazing. And then <laughs> I was like, dying laughing. And then I was like, Oh, wait, there's a purpose behind this. And I need to have him on, on the podcast. <laughs> and then, of course, anyone that knows and listens my son's name is Montgomery Monty. And so I was like, hey. oh, right. I, I totally need. So I know people are going to be in and out of this room. I've had people texting being like, I can't jump on right now. I'm going to listen to the replay or I'm jumping on, but there's tons of people on right now. LinkedIn, we have um, a lot of people. Hey, LinkedIn people. And then um, we have YouTube and Twitter and uh, Facebook. So welcome, welcome. This is going to be fun because this is, it's a story, but then also what you're teaching for social media, I think is also really fun for people to, to hear. So anyone that's in this room right now, if you guys want to broadcast or share with your followers here, you just click the two little lines down at the bottom and you can do broadcast to the world. You can share with your followers and then people can get uh, listening. And if you guys are watching the replay, do the same, you know what to do. So we're going to get into this. So Monty, uh, yes. is a social media strategist. He's got his own com- uh, company. He also coaches and does one-on-one trainings and um, all the good stuff. So can you give us a little background though of who you are, kind of where you grew up and um, and then we'll get into the meat of this. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, appreciate you having me. Um, you know, my name is Monty and uh, you know, I am like, like you said, Juliet, a uh, social media strategist, coach. Um, I started my company, Movemakers Consulting, two years ago. Uh, during the pandemic, in the heat of the pandemic, it's like, who the heck starts a business during a pandemic? <laughs> but, you know, I, I had to because um, I was doing renewable energy consulting. I was a solar, like a, like a residential solar agent. So basically helping homeowners uh, qualify for a solar panel so they can save money on their electri- uh, electricity and Love just, it. you know, be a little bit more environmentally sound. Um, and it was going well, but when the pandemic hit and we weren't allowed to make, be, you know, make face-to-face contact, there's a lot of uh, steps within the whole going solar process that require face-to-face communication and stuff like that. So um, our the company I was with kind of shut things down. And I was like, man, like I, I need to find a way to make some money. So, you know, I was living off the government, getting that government cheese for a little while, a little unemployment <laughs> here and there. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I can't. I got way too much, you know, well, pride, number one, but, you know, I got way too too many gifts and abilities to just sit here and not do something for myself. And the truth is, which I'm sure a lot of people who are listening in can probably relate, is I am the type of person that doesn't do well with jobs. I don't have anything against people working a job. I think it's a great fit for a lot of people. I think 
I know that there's plenty of people out there that love what they do. They love working a job. They don't mind having a boss or a manager kind of telling them what to do or whatever the case is. It just never worked well for me. Every job I had, I either quit or I got fired, all right, for the reasons that are between me and myself. Anyway, so, so, but, but the point is, you know, I wasn't the best employee, but I knew that, you know, if I could find a way to do things on my own terms, I can create an income, create wealth, you know, I can find happiness. And the pandemic really forced myself, as well as I'm sure so many other people, especially people who are listening here now, to really think deeply and seriously about what they want their life to be, where their life is at, where they want their life to go, and, um, you know, what they truly want to be doing. And I'm like, you know, if I, if I am, you know, if we can play by the rules, do everything right, and still end up in this situation where everything is pulled away from us, at, at, you know, at the blink of an eye unexpectedly, yeah. we might as well start doing more of what we actually love. You know what I mean? And um, that's what I was thinking for myself. So I was like, you know, okay, how, what can I do that I love, that I'm gifted at, that I can not only make money from, but also make money for, by helping people, using my gifts, using my talents. And I thought about social media. I was just sitting down, having a conversation with me, my fiance, and just God, just looking down on me, listening to me, letting me talk to him. And and I was like, what am I good at? Like, what am I good at? What do I enjoy? What's something that could be beneficial to people right here, right now? And um, and then the whole idea of becoming a coach and starting a company around, you know, social media consulting and stuff like that uh, came to mind because uh, prior to the pandemic, my fiance and I had actually, we've been micro influencers in the food and lifestyle space uh, for about five years now. And it was about three years at the time. And I was like, well, we've been able to gain and build a community of over 10,000 followers. We've been able to, you know, get, uh, you know, make thousands of dollars doing like brand partnerships and collaborations. We've been able to eat tens of thousands of dollars of free food over the past few years just from like what we built. And I was like, you know, I think this is the perfect time to teach other people. Uh, thanks for the class. That's cool. <laughs> been, able, been able to teach other people. Uh, we, we can I can teach other people how to do the same thing because the pandemic is shutting down face-to-face -face contact businesses, like, like physical businesses are closing down and it's forcing people to have to shift to the digital space to actually start a new income stream, continue the income stream that they have or expand on what they've done. So this is a good time to teach people how to use social media platforms like Instagram to actually build a brand and, uh, be self-sustainable regardless of where the economy is at, you know, for the most part. So Move Makers Consulting came to mind. I think that night, I literally, it was like eight o'clock at night. I remember I, I just, I was like, let me create a presentation. So yeah. for, for about eight hours, nine hours straight, I was making my first like presentation on like how to teach people how to use social media. And, and when I was, when it was all said and done, I had something like a, a quick mock-up or a draft of what I wanted to do. And I just started hitting up some friends, you know, like that, that, could give me constructive feedback if I sucked right. <laughs> and, and could praise me if I did well and who were actually willing to pay me something, you know, for my time and my effort. So I found some friends that, you know, did want to do some things with social media, but didn't know how. And they had watched my journey, uh, my, my fiance and, I, and my journey, like building up our brand with our influencer page. And they were like, yeah, like, like I want to, I want to know. So I was just, you know, doing like a hundred dollar coaching sessions to $200 coaching sessions, something small. Right. And, um, the feedback I got was, was really encouraging. So I was like, all right, I think, I think I found my lane. I think this is the answer. And I just started building it from there. And, and here we are now a couple of years later and doing what I'm doing now.
I love it. And I know when we briefly, my, you know, my listeners always know that um, I don't like to know too much of the story because I love to hear it kind of unfold. And I, so many people can relate. Don't worry. Um, So many people can relate because the pandemic made a lot of us have to rethink, you know, it didn't matter. Right. Especially if your business was where it shut down. I mean, so many people and as I loved what you said, it was kind of like, okay, I, I knew I, I needed help, but then I need, I, then I didn't, I wanted to build something. Yeah. So when we were talking kind of behind the scenes in the green room, anyone that's in the audience knows what that is, but you brought up clubhouse and that's where I first, you know, I had started my podcast in 2019 clubhouse kind of came about because I was like, you know what? I'm really good at this. I would love to, I need to learn more. I don't know. I don't know podcasting. I don't know podcasters. You know, I had kind of YouTubed and figure out how to even start doing it because I'm curious. And I was like, this is really, this feels good. This feels like this is the right path for me. Mm. And when we are in, and as you said, like God, I believe in God, whether you believe in the universe or God, we all have a path and I really believe we all have a path. We don't always find it. Sometimes God has to really scream at us to, um, to make us be like, nope, you're on the wrong path, but sometimes it kind of just flows. So give us a little bit about like when you got on clubhouse, where that then was able to catapult your business. Um, and I love that you guys already had the kind of the branding thing and you really asked those questions to yourself, like, okay, how can I, make this bigger. So take us, you know, through that a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clubhouse was a major game changer just for the trajectory of my business. Because again, you know, running a business in this fashion was completely different uh, than anything I've ever done. I've done network marketing in the past. I was in network marketing for about seven years. So I had an idea of like how to build a team and like how to like do presentations, sell products, stuff like that. But this is just a completely different nature, right? Just the world of social media. There's so many different directions to go in. There's so many different niches and industries that you can help people within. And um, again, that ask, that that idea of like building a community and doing it strategically and, you know, really being able to focus in on what I want my brand to represent, all that stuff that I was thinking of and, and exactly what am I going to coach people on? Because that has to be consistent too, right? You can't teach one thing over here and then randomly teach something over here you don't want to confuse your audience. So Clubhouse really helped me with growing uh, a community strategically because, you know, you, you host rooms on Clubhouse and there's opportunities to network. And I had been getting hit up by a bunch of friends and, you know, associates with invites to, to join Clubhouse. <laughs> and for so many, so many of them, I was just like, yeah, 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 sure. I'll check it out. And then some people were like, some people, a couple of people called me and I was like, yo, have you heard of Clubhouse? You should do this, that, whatever. You should get on it. I'll send you an invite. It started to feel like I was being sold. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you getting some commission from this phone call? <laughs> right, right. You know, I was like, what's going on here? And um, I just, you know, I, I let other things get in the way. I, I didn't prioritize it. But then I think it was around December, November, November, December of uh, 2020, when uh, one of my best friends, he's like a brother to me, blood wouldn't make us any closer. He He reached out to me. And he was like, yo, bro, have you ever heard of Clubhouse? And I was like, no. He was like, I'm on it. And he said, bro, you are one person. If there was any one, if I could only choose one person in my contact list that belongs on Clubhouse, that would thrive on Clubhouse, it's you. And obviously coming from somebody that has that level of credibility and trust and relationship right. with me, I was like, all right, I'll do it. And then he was like, listen, I'm going to send you an invite. He said, I'm, he said, I've been going to a couple different rooms that are talking about business, talking about networking. He was like, I'll send you an invite whenever we do these rooms or whenever I'm in these rooms. And I was like, all right, cool. Sounds good. So he sent me the invite. I joined Clubhouse. 
And then he sent me the first invitation for a room that he was in and, and it was chaos. Like it was just, <laughs> I saw like four or 500 people in the room, yeah. you know, mute your mics, mute your mics, like every, everybody talking. But then when it kind of settled down and I noticed that they actually had a structure for like, you know, giving people 10, 15 seconds to introduce themselves. Um, I was like, okay, this is cool. So literally I would be on clubhouse waiting four or five or six hours to have 10 to 15 seconds right. to introduce who I am and what I do and do it well enough to make people want to follow me on Instagram right. and inquire about my business. So imagine doing that for a few weeks. And then eventually my friends and I, my friend and I got tired of spending that much time waiting on the back seat for our turn. We was like, yo, let's just start our own club on right. Clubhouse focused on what we want to do. So we started Digital Hustler Dynasty is focused on helping people that want to build a brand or succeed in the digital space, whether it's, you know, uh, social media, you know, YouTube, Facebook, whatever they wanted to do. We just want to bring a whole community together. And um, slowly but surely, we started figuring out a system, figuring out different types of rooms for each day of the week. And we built up a, a massive reputation, a, a good reputation on there because of the way we did things. And I, I gained thousands of followers just off of Clubhouse alone. And I did my first workshop on Zoom because of Clubhouse. I did my first webinar on Zoom, yeah. like group webinar, group coaching because of, of of Clubhouse. I started figuring out different systems and and it started working out, you know, and, and I take what I learned from Clubhouse in terms of communication, relationship building, business, marketing and structure. And I still apply a lot of those principles, if not all those principles today. And it's helped me out a lot. Yeah, no. And it was so interesting. I remember when I got, I had friends do the same thing. They're like, you got to get on this clubhouse. You got to get in this clubhouse. Um, and it, because I had just, you know, really had started, started the podcast about probably six months before. And, um, I was like, all right, all right. But then, and then I was on a waiting list and, it, and I was like, well, I want to go on now. And I had to like, wait. And I was like, Oh, this is killer. Now, you know, like it was so crazy. And then I remember it was the same thing. I went all to, to the podcast rooms and I became, um, one of the club pod members. And, and then I started running rooms for club pod. And then I was like, wait, I can run my own rooms. Where do I want to see this go? And then that's when the, you know, during the pandemic is when I really started reaching out to people about like, Hey, what does a pandemic look like in other parts of the country? And that's when I started interviewing. And that's when my podcast really took off because I was like, wait, I'm really good at this. This is so interesting. And that's in the beginning, probably where I got most of my guests. I mean, I was like booked for a year. I mean, I think that summer, the first summer, I had, I had to take off because I had so many recordings. I was recording like five times a day. I was recording five times a week. I had wow. so many episodes, but then it became the problem was, and all the podcasters in the uh, audience right now are laughing because then I was like, oh shit, your episode's not going to go out for like five months. Right. Okay. I got to figure. And then I was like, okay, wait, now I can do two episodes a month. But then I was paying an editor because I didn't want to edit. So then I was like, okay, this is going up more. Yep. Now I need to find out, you know, like I'm, I'm, I was making, uh, I did, I did some health and fitness coaching, which I still do a little bit of, um, and running that kind of stuff. So that's where I would take that money and fund it back into the podcast. And so that's what I kept doing. But it was, it was really interesting to learn about, um, just businesses on there. I mean, it's, I re, I think I rebranded my podcast when I was on Clubhouse. Um, and again, you're right. Like I built a community, a pretty quick community that was, was cool and reputation for podcasting, even though I had just started my podcast, but then I really got, um, I really got good and kind of honed in my skills mm. through kind of the, the working there in the, in the podcasting world. And I created, um, 
a workshop and all of that kind of stuff, you know? Wow. So it's, it's fun. Yep. It's, it's fun. And I love that. That's powerful. It really is powerful. And it just gave, I mean, the social audio was so important. And the thing that I loved what people would say all the time, like I was a podcast listener before, like I loved podcasts. I always listened to my books on um, audio. My, my listeners know I'm yep. dyslexic. So I hate like reading is like painful for me. So I'd listen gotcha. to everything, but you can also really connect with people through their voices. Mm. You, you know, even if you can't see them, I mean, video brings it to an, an, you know, a whole different aspect, but when you can hear someone's voice, you can find out what's excite, like what's excites them, what doesn't excite them. If they're nervous, you really can find out so much about someone's voice um, that I just became even more curious. Like, okay, this is this is great. So then I would have people say, okay, well, how do you know that you wanted that person? You know, like how did you know their story? And I'm like, well, I would always get a little snippet, but sometimes I would even vet people through Clubhouse. I'd be like, hey, right. we can just open a room. I just need to make sure our energies match because yeah. I think you like if you work with someone that's a completely different energy than you. I know for myself, if I have a slow talker, it's really hard for me. It's yes, really, yes, it's really, yes, it's, yes. I agree. It's painful. It's so painful. I agree. <laughs> and nothing against slow talkers. <laughs> nothing against no, you no, slow talkers. No. But it's hard for me to interview them. It's it, my interviews go very different because in my head I'm like, oh my god, just get yeah. to the point. You know, it's just yeah. different. Um, so I love that. That's where you got you kind of you know sharpened your teeth and mm. and and then it started continuing. Um, yeah. So take us a little bit about after you're doing the coaching, like when. Um, with the, with the Instagram, did that always, did you go right into Instagram or did you find as you continue to grow, you know what, I can actually help people really, uh, with the reels. Cause then I know like reels really took off and it was like reels right. are what you need to yeah. do. So when did that part of your business come into it? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Cause I don't really take time to reflect on my journey until yeah. like I have conversations like this. Right. And that's why I love <laughs> um, doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, so you, it's, it amazes me because I'm still like technically a baby in right. the industry because I've only been coaching for two years, but I'm so confident in what I do, you know, and, and just, I, I have so many results from people that I've worked with that. Like I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Right. And, um, you know, I'm still learning. That's the beautiful part. Like I'm still, there's so much to learn. That's why we all are, right? <laughs> yeah. The space of social media is so vast in knowledge and ideas and perspectives. Cause what we're talking about is, you know, the underlying foundation of creativity, right? Social media allows you to create. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to creating, there is no bounds. There is no right. There is no wrong. You know, there's just differences. And it's about you finding out exactly what your path is, what your creative lane is to thrive and to communicate and to make an impact, right? And of course, if you're doing it for business purposes, to be able to monetize and make money. Um, <clears throat> I was doing, uh, I wasn't doing reels uh, until I think 2021, towards the end of 2021. I had seen people doing it. I've been watching people doing reels for a few months, but I was reluctant because I had just kind of figured out <laughs> the flow, the proper <laughs> mixture of what content to put out, how to design the content, <laughs> right. you know, how to engage. And this was, this had nothing to do with videos, carousels. I was spending 
an hour, hour and a half, two hours sometimes, right. creating these elaborate carousel posts, you know, <laughs> that tell a story or give instructions yeah. or give you the how-to and making sure that the graphics were perfectly positioned so that when you swipe left, it's a seamless image <laughs> going by the screen, you know, make the, you know, so I, I really yeah. spent time on that because I, I thought it was important and then figuring out the captions and all that stuff. And then obviously, you know, having a funnel for business generation behind that. Um, I finally gotten comfortable and then you got hashtags. It's a whole nother story. I don't even use hashtags anymore. I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but, right. um, you know, and then figuring out that. So I had just figured it out. And then all of a sudden Instagram is introducing reels and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't switch this up now. Don't make me have to learn something new now. And I was reluctant for, for, for a few months, but I was watching, other other peers in my in my space using reels and i keep seeing these stories 10,000 new followers in 7 days 50,000 new followers in 2 months and i'm like you know what finger was going up <laughs> i was like ah like right. you like you know how is this happening I'm, I'm like in denial i'm like there's no way you gain 50,000 followers because of one little 15 second video right so i was reluctant and then i just see average people they're not running a business. They're not trying to make money. They're just trying to have fun. And they're blowing up. Right. <laughs> Tens of thousands of views on their video. Hundreds to thousands of comments. You know, I'm sure tons of saves and shares. And I'm like, yo, all right, I am really, all right, now it's now I'm just being stubborn. I need to actually, I need to make the shift. So still reluctantly, I started doing reels. And and it's it's ironic because like, I have a background in comedy. I'm sure we'll talk more about like how I. You know, that, that, yeah. Oh, that was my yeah. my my next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah my God. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have a background in um, comedy, like stand up comedy, doing skits and stuff like that. So it's not like I'm a stranger to video, but I was a stranger to intentionally using video to tell a story to funnel people into wanting to be a customer or a client. You know, to buy something eventually. When I do, when you do comedy, you're not. I'm not, I'm not selling anything. I'm just. I'm selling you humor. For the, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't have to say, hey, click the bio to get some humor. It's my page is what I do and follow me if you want more. But, you know, I guess it was just having to switch after spending so much time finally figuring out what works to find out that that no longer is going to work as much. And I have to make a shift. Otherwise, I'm going to be left behind. That was what frustrated me. But started doing reels and it was very frustrating at first because it's figuring out what buttons to push, understanding the functionality. Um, it's like getting a brand new phone. Remember when we switched from flip phones to iPhones and it's yeah. like, like, you're like, wait a minute. Oh, I, I used to have to press the number six three times just to get an O, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, now I don't have to, you know, that whole mental adjustment. It took, it took me a while. Like it literally would take me an hour to produce a 15 second reel because right. I was trying to figure out what buttons to push. And then after I posted it, crickets, you know, maybe right. like a hundred views. <laughs> right. Maybe I get a thousand views, but like five likes, 20 likes. It was, I wasn't really seeing much, but I also didn't understand. Uh, I didn't have any depth in conceptualization, right? Like how to take a concept, make it relevant to my niche and also have some type of purpose that's going to drive interest in wanting to follow me, wanting to inquire about business and services. I didn't understand that. So at first I was just doing funny things right. and trying to make it make some type of sense in the world of social media. And it took me some time. Eventually I developed my skills. I was more efficient at editing and producing without having to spend hours. 
Um, then I learned some strategies to produce multiple reels within a short period of time. Then I started getting a better grasp at conceptualization, making things relevant to my niche, but also putting the intention of education, entertainment, or inspiration behind it, figuring out how to use my captions uh, uh, to, to supplement the value from the reel itself. I learned all these things and I started to see numbers, you know, reach going up, you right. know, engagement going up, followers going up, more increase in my business. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just focus on teaching people about reels. And of course, I'll still keep the conversation open to talking about other things related to Instagram and growing a brand, you know, if people want to learn those things. But I want to, I, I, I want to shift to primarily focusing on helping people with reels, building a marketing strategy, a branding strategy, a growth strategy, and a conversion strategy around reels because this Instagram put out a post in their blog saying, hey, we're shifting from a photo platform to a video platform, right. whether you like it or not. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of people are upset. I'm sure there's some people on here now that are like, ah, you know, I left Instagram because it's not what it used to be. But in the world of social media, in the world of technology, in the world of being on a platform that you don't own, you have to be willing to adjust. Right. You know what I mean? Things are going to change. We don't control the weather, but when the weather changes, our outfits have to change. Right. And you can be stubborn about it. But if you're out in the wintertime <laughs> below 20 degrees and you're still wearing shorts because you're mad that the summer left, you're going to have some health issues to deal with later on. So you better go get that North Face, those sweatpants and those boots. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like that with with social media. You'll probably hear me say a lot of analogies because that's just how I. No, I love it. How I, yeah. No, I <laughs> so, love it. And I, I, I'm going to pause you for a second because yeah, sure, sure. I was dying laughing because I totally know how it is. And are you a parent? Not yet. Not okay. Yet. So I do have a nephew though. <laughs> okay. So that's the other thing I was laughing about. Cause that's the thing when you have a child and they get through the stage, you're like, Oh, I finally got it. And literally within a day, they're in the next stage and you're yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I got to learn this. Yeah. And it's the same thing with business and, and, and social media because it's Absolutely. changing all the, the algorithms. You always hear the algorithms, the algorithms. Yep. And so I love that you were like stubborn, but then you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. I, I now have to adjust. Yeah. And that is, but that's also life, right? As you said, the yes. weather, anything is, is, is you have to adjust, but there's so many things throwing at us now, right? There, I mean, yeah. so many things that we are like, okay, we need to know this. We need to know this. How do we focus on this? And I love that you're, you saw that your audience and your clients can also benefit from this, but it's like, Absolutely. okay, I need to niche down because this is what people need. And that's, that's a gift because not everyone yeah. has that. Some people can be too broad and like, okay, I'm doing yep. so many things. So I do have to say Dave in the audience, which I was going to call him up and I'm not going to because I'm sure he's at work, but he said, Monty, what advice can you give about convincing a guest who's always busy with her own amazing show to join? A <laughs> Wait, that's for me. Dave. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. Put uh, that pressure on, Dave. Yeah, Dave. I just read that. I know he's laughing right Put now. Put that pressure on. Uh, <laughs> I know. I I that's promise awesome. you, I will be a guest. I will. Okay, then. So here's one for real. That's I'm dying laughing right now. Okay, for either <laughs> any hints on reaching out to guests initially? Yeah, I definitely have some some uh, definitely have some stuff there. Okay. Um, so and so clients. Monty, when you're reaching out, like, how do you reach out to clients? Dave, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to DM you because that was funny. Um, <laughs> when you're first reaching out to new clients, 
what do you, yeah. or do you have a system for that that you can share yeah. top line? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously it, 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 you, there's levels to it depending on what stage you're at in your business. Um, you know, the highest level is just having like a, a automated system, right? Where you don't have to be involved. It's a self-sustaining, uh, revolving system that just kind of brings clients in. And that's like, you know, setting up your calendly. So you have like a, a mm -hmm. um, you know, something for people to schedule calls with you. Um, then within Calendly, you can set up uh, workflows. You have to pay for uh, the upgraded version. So you set up workflows where you can add a questionnaire. And, you know, if the person answers this question like this, they go here. If they answer the question like this, they go here. And then they can automatically schedule. Um, then you can obviously, if you have like digital products, you have a link to the digital product or a link to your physical product, have that in your bio and create content that addresses the, the questions the pain points, the struggles that your audience is going through, but also proves your products, your service, or you to be the person that can bring the solution. And then you give the call to action, right? So at first, when I was reaching out to <clears throat> clients, when I first started Move Makers Consulting, I started off with um, putting out content first. I didn't automatically, the only people that I automatically reached out to, to like, you know, uh, pitch on getting my services or letting me coach them were my friends at yep. first because I didn't have to worry about too many questions. I didn't have to worry about skepticism and all kinds of stuff like that. They already seen what I had done on social media with my, my uh, fiance with our food and, and lifestyle page. So they knew that I knew social media to some degree. Right. There's less questions, less friction. So I went to them first directly, text message. Hey, listen, this is what I'm doing. Are you still interested in, you know, becoming that fashion influencer? Hey, are you still interested in becoming that travel influencer? Hey, are you still interested in running that fitness company? Do you want to do it on social media? All right, let me work with you. Let me help you. You know what I mean? Um, so just directly to my friend's phone call, whatever the case is. Um, after that, it was a lot of um, manual hustle and bustle, right? right. I would, uh, I, I had to first put out content because at first, before I started the company, my content had made some shifts. At first, I was on Instagram just to be on Instagram. I was putting up stupid posts and things that were funny, things that were stupid. And then I had to, then I ended up shifting to focusing more on, you know, attraction marketing and business related stuff, putting up motivational quotes and videos and captions and stuff like that because I was doing, um, I, was, I was in network marketing. So I wanted people to take me more serious with my social media. And then I had to make the transition to posting social media educational related content. So right. before I could even start hitting up a total stranger about becoming a client, I had to have things on my page that justified why I would be a good option for them to yes. make an investment in. So it wasn't immediately go start getting clients, go start getting clients. It was, let me build up a collection of valuable, educational, inspirational, and even entertaining content that supports me being a good option for them to consider making an investment in to get coaching. So I started working on my content, right? What are the most frequently asked questions? What are some things that I see people struggling with? What are some of the most important things that people need to understand? And I created content around those different areas. And once I felt like, once I felt that I had a good enough amount of content for people to do research to see if I knew what I was talking about, then it was going to the comments of those posts and looking at who commented, who was asking more questions, um, you know, going through the list of likes you know, I got a hundred people that liked it. Let me see what they're doing. Is anybody doing anything business related or influencer related that I can help out? And then I would send them a DM. You know, I would, I would you know, filter out the ones that I think would be good candidates to work with because 
I didn't want to work with anybody, but I did need to get the ball rolling <laughs> because right. I wanted to make money, you know, and right. not live off the government forever. So, so right. I said, all right, I got to um, start reaching out to you. So I'd reach out. I had like this pitch that I had formulated like, hey, my name is Monty. I noticed that you do X, Y, and Z. I love what you got going on. I was just curious to know if there's anything specific that you'd like to learn about social media that you believe would help you get to the next level, right? Something around around those lines. And I played around with different versions of it, some a little bit longer, some a little bit shorter, just to kind of see the response I get. And then I started getting some people that were like, yeah, you know, I'm actually interested. I'm open. Like, sure, I'll hop on a phone call. And I was doing everything manually, like literally like pad and pen, basically. All right, cool. Right. What what time do you want to jump on the phone? And I go to my calendar and I look, okay, I have these dates available. And they're like, okay, well, that day doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, shit, let me go back to my calendar. And I go back to my, excuse my language, but I go back no, to the Nathan, calendar. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I come back. Yeah. yeah. And then I come back and I'm like, okay, these are the, these are new times. And then they're like, oh, those times don't work for me. Then I'm like, you know what? Forget it. When are you available? I'll move everything around to talk to you. And then, you know, I started setting up appointments and doing calls and I had to work on my pitch and my flow of conversation and, and the structure of my phone call so that I'm not on the phone for 10 hours answering questions and giving information to somebody who ultimately says, no, thanks. I don't want to work with you. Right. I don't have the money right now because I was doing it. I was spending an hour, hour and a half. I went, I went from doing two hour discovery calls. <laughs> I started off doing hour wow. to two hour discovery calls. Imagine that. No. And I would be doing. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't want to imagine. You don't imagine <laughs> that, right? It's right? And so, some days I'd be doing like three to five calls. So I'm spending six to eight hours talking to three to five prospects for, you know, on some occasions, only one of them to be qualified. And then, you know, right. out of that, from that one person, they're like, hey, well, I won't be ready till next month. So I'm like, all right, I got to figure out how to get this right. First of all, I'm not doing these hour, hour and a half calls. Second of all, I'm not answering every single question because they're basically getting a coaching session for free. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I went through that whole phase, right? Just trying to figure out the structure of everything, but I, I ended up finding my flow. But I say all that to say, you know, if you're on a low budget where you can't invest in automation tools, um, you know, you have to put yourself in position to be able to filter out who's worth talking to and who's not. Clubhouse helped me out with that because right. from the rooms that I went into as a guest to the rooms that I hosted myself, it was very easy for me to filter out who was somebody to work with and who wasn't. Because I would literally give verbal call to actions like, hey, if you are somebody who's trying to build a business on Instagram and you're struggling to get followers, you're struggling to co create content, you're struggling to get engagement, I want you to DM me this word. And I would have an action word like grow, G-R-O-W, DM me grow, and let's hop on a free 10 to 15 minute call Smart, to see yeah. if I can help you out, right? So from that point, from that specific call to action, yes, I would have multiple people hitting the follow button on my page because they hear me speaking on, on Clubhouse, they're following me on Instagram, but then I would have that select number of like 5, 10, sometimes 15, 20 people that were in the room DM me that code word, grow because they were specifically interested in working with me and getting coached by me, getting into my workshop, doing my, my webinar. And it helped me streamline the process of being able to pick up clients and pick up, you know, new students that I would work with. Right. So I leveraged Clubhouse. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously Instagram too. put out content, put a call to action. Hey, DM this word if you want to learn more. Hey, DM me this if you want to learn more. Click the link in my bio, stuff like that. Right. And I, and I, Dave, I have to say, so I saw Monty's stuff on, on Instagram and then I just DM'd you, Hey, do you want to be a guest on my podcast? So I can give you more information. Um, and so I, in the beginning, when I first started, it was, 
clubhouse that got a lot of, um, a lot of my guests. And then I, I get a lot of people that reach out to me now. I got a lot of, um, PR agencies and the way I do it is because I was, as I was talking about, I don't have time to, uh, you know, do the hour, the hour calls and all of that. So a lot of times if I need to see someone's video, I do Fridays, I have like a discovery calls. I do 15 minute discovery calls. And that's like where a lot of my businesses and I send a calendar for that. And then people can do it there. And then if they don't, or if it's like an, uh, a PR agency that their client, you know, they're trying to do work for their client. And I get that. So I'm like, you know, if you can't get your client on, I need to see like a YouTube video or hear a podcast yeah. that they've been on. They yeah. always give you a little bio. So I get that sense that that is a good story, but I also need to know if the person's going to be able to tell their story, yeah. you know I mean? So that's something that I also teach. Um, I consult people on how to tell their story. Even people that know their story, they love their story. They know how to tell it. If you're doing the podcast circuit or if you're doing, um, you know, media, you need to be able to tell your story in many different facets. So you need to be yes. tell your 15 minute story yeah. versus your 30 minute story versus your hour story. And yeah. all of them have to have that meat in it, you know, to be able to, to get, to get people to connect with you. Cause it all in, in my world, it's all about the story. When you, when someone tells you their story, you connect on a deeper level, whether even, even if it's, you know, you know, I'll have guests that will be like, well, my story is not that big, but then they talk about it. And I'm like, but the way you expressed it, and everyone has a story, everyone's yeah. story is big in their own because that's who they create, you know, that's how they became who they are. Um, and so that's really important for any of you that are, you know, listening out there or doing what, you know, what Monty just said as well. Um, it, it is important to do that. And if you guys are, and I should have said this in the beginning and I will put this in the show notes, but Monty, you can find him on Instagram, Monty, L-A-N-S and Monty is M-O-N-T-Y. Um, and so, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I, I, I need this. This is, you know, I love what there's so many people out there, right. That all have different businesses, but when you connect with someone because of their story and you yeah. connect with someone with some of their energy, um, that is one of the reasons why I reached out to Monty. Cause I was like, you know what? I love what he's doing. There's a story behind this. Like there's a hundred percent of story behind this. Mm -hmm. And I knew it. So that brings me to my next question. Cause sure. there's people that are like, I can't do reels. Cause I can't act like I, it's so funny. Mm -hmm. I've done reels. I mean, a lot of my stuff is my podcast stuff. It's more uh, about my guests than me. Yeah. You know, I, I do have my own videos that I put up, but, um, I will always laugh cause I will try to do the reels and <laughs> I can't get the, like, I'm always behind on the, the, the words. Do you know what I mean? And I'm always, like, ah, I got oh. you the lip sync. Yeah. Oh my God. I cannot lip sync. I mean, it's just not one of my talents and I'm okay with that. Like I tried and I was like, yeah, you know what? You can try and try. And I'm sure I could get a little bit better, but I have, I can, I know uh, it's not for me. However, <laughs> you are spot on. I mean, you're, you. you're really good. Like I've watched a bunch to be like, does he delay at all? No, he's fucking yeah, on yeah. every single time. How is he on all the time? So that was my next question to be like, did you always like you have, you had a comedy background. So as you said, you yeah. had a little bit of a comedy yeah. background, but yeah. that's, people are going to be listening. You're like, I have no comedy background or I have no right. acting. Like you obviously had an interest in that. So it came easier yeah. to you, but people can learn to do it. But yeah. give us, I want to hear a little bit about this comedy background because you are very yeah. good in your reels. And I do, I yeah, laughed yeah. out loud. I think a t couple of them I saw. And then you have your serious <laughs> ones where you're really yes. giving a business, which is such a beautiful way that you do it. That's the other thing that really brought me in. Cause I was like, I got to know you in your funny side, but then I was like, Oh wait, these are really good tips. Yeah, I, I like this exactly. guy. I need to reach out. I want to, you know, get, have him on the podcast, but yeah. So give us a little bit about your, you know, comedy yeah. background and where that came from. Yeah. You know, um, you know, first of all, like with, with 
the the brand that I'm building on Instagram, like this is advice that I give to everyone. Like, first of all, you don't have to be a comedian. You don't have to be funny. You don't have to be a dancer. You don't have to be an extremist where you go out and do crazy things to get attention. You know, as long as your content is, you know, uh, valuable in a sense that it entertains, inspires, and educates within the realm of your niche, you know, and, and it impacting people from your target audience in that way, you're fine, right? You don't have to be the most creative person, but you can use creative elements that present you as a creative person, right? Music is already a creative element. When you add music behind your stuff, you're making your entire reel more creative because mm-hmm. you're using a creative element, right? When you have, you know, creative visuals like stock videos, for example, right? This is stuff that's already creative in its nature and you're just leveraging it to add a more creative touch to your overall uh, reel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, are there things that you might want to adjust a little bit, you know, get outside your comfort zone a little bit so that you can better deliver your value? Sure. Like, for example, you were talking about like people who talk slow or people who are like monotone, right? <laughs> well, if you know you're a slow talker or a monotone person, you have to get efficient at making a few words go far so that you're talking less, your video is shorter, but you're getting a potent message across, Smart. right? Someone like yourself, Juliet, someone like, you know, myself, you know, and other people who are like eccentric or, or just vibrant and very like energetic, we can probably talk for 30 seconds, 60 seconds and keep a crowd attracted because our voice is up and down and excited <laughs> and engaging and stuff. So it's like, oh man, I can listen. To, you don't even notice a whole entire 60 seconds going by right. because you're so captivated by the person's energy. But if you're not that type of person, you got to find a way to make a few words go far. You got to find a way to get your message across in a shorter period of time. And you don't even have to show up on camera all the time to do that, right? You can build a brand around not showing up on camera as long as you're using creative elements and leveraging creative elements that actually do grab people's attention. So, you know, but going back to, to my history, every single, every single uh, uh, chapter of my journey has led me up to where I am now. And even right now, this might just be a chapter in my in my novel, not necessarily right. the rest of the novel, right? But it, it, it's it's amazing because I started off, you know, I've, I've been an athlete my entire life. Um, I went to college, I played uh, college basketball for a D2 school, I had a four year scholarship. And I was expected to go overseas. And, you know, my family, my friends, like, they were looking at me like, yo, he's the one, he gonna make it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, first of all, I didn't grow up in the hood or anything like that. But I had <laughs> I had friends that were from rough neighborhoods. And a lot of people on the basketball team are, you know, from rough neighborhoods, stuff like mm-hmm. that, tough circumstances. But, you know, they, they looked at me as the one that they grew up with that would make it to the next level, go overseas, play professional basketball. Um, some of my friends thought I was going to, you know, evolve enough to go to the NBA and stuff like that. But I, <clears throat> towards the end of uh, my second half of college, I actually um, found a passion for acting. I've always been a class clown. I've always been the right. silly one in my family. But I, I decided to get into acting as an elective and I decided to make um, drama my minor I was majoring in, in uh, what was it, media studies and communications. I minored in drama and I got into an acting class. I loved it. And on a random day, uh, one of my friends was running a talent show for the school and we were talking junk at lunchtime. He was like, yo, like, he was like, yo, you're funny, bro. He was like, you should do a comedy set. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, throw me on the roster. I'm going to come on. I'm going to do some stand up, have everybody <laughs> laughing. And he actually did it. He added me to the roster <laughs> and <laughs> called my name up in the middle of the talent show. 
And I'm like, oh my God. But thankfully I had like wrote some jokes down just in case or whatever. I didn't know if he was serious or not. And um, he called me up and I went up there and I did a, a seven minute set of just random jokes. And People were laughing. My friends were there who were, who were supporting me from the basketball team. They were laughing. And then I didn't think anything of it. But after the show, a random person walked up to me. And they were like, you were so good. You know, when is your next show? When can I come see you perform? And I'm like, <laughs> I need to go find a new show, a next show. I don't have a next show. <laughs> so right, right. I started doing research to find out about like open mics and talent shows and um, I, I did my first show. I had a, uh, and, and you know, in the world of comedy, not to go too deep into it, but like, they're very big on like attendance. How much attendance yes. can you bring? That plays a major role in how far they'll push you out, how many opportunities they'll give you. So I did a talent show and, uh, it was like a new comic night or something like that. And, you know, you get a certain amount of time based on how many people you bring. Right. But you have to bring a minimum of five if you want to have like five minutes on stage. And I was like, nah, I want to do 10 minutes, you know? And they're like, oh, well, you got to bring more people than five. And I ended up having like 50 people come to the show, right? And wow. I brought the most people. They made a lot of money off me that night. I didn't get paid nothing. But anyway, it, right? <laughs> you know, I did my set and, and it was great. And I, and, I, and I was confident and I kept going. And then, I mean, I've done a lot of stand-up. At one time, I was ranked one of the top up-and-coming comedians in New York. And people had like big things. I've been on MTV. I've done pilots, all kinds of stuff. And then I thought, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to be a comedian. I'm going right. to be a star. I'm going to be the next Eddie Murphy. I'm going to be the next, you know, Richard Pryor, the next Kevin yeah. Hart. I'm, I'm the next generation up. And then, you know, my passion started to kind of shift away from that. I just didn't, I guess I experienced some things and then saw some things. And I was like, you know what? I don't really know if I want to go this route. And, um, and then I got introduced to network marketing. <laughs> Right. So right. people so people went from thinking I'm going to the NBA and overseas to thinking I'm going to be the, on Comedy Central and the next star. And then I, I dropped the bomb on them. Hey, I'm going to do network marketing. <laughs> well, you know, but, but you know, it's so great. And this is what I love. So I was an, uh, an athlete. I played two college sports and my kids mm. are athletes. My middle son is a basketball player. And um, and what always kind of whenever I do my shows and I find out later that the person is an athlete, I always go, OK, yeah. Because we, well, because we have a perseverance because we know what hard work is, especially when you play at the college level and obviously above, but you have a a different uh, mindset when it comes to things. Mm -hmm. It's a, and it's, I think it's just something that we're born with. I mean, I was always someone that worked hard in the field and I was not like, you know, I, when I went to practice, I hated practice, right? I was, I loved the game. I hated practice. I hated like off season. My sister was always (laughs) like, you know, running the miles and I'd be like, eh, I'm fine. I'll just, you know, deal with it when I get there and be sore for like a week and be huffing and puffing, (laughs) but I'll, I'll do it. And she used to get so pissed. She'd be like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Um, but it's one of those things that I think when you have that mindset and you know what it's like, to push yourself, you know, you want to win the game, you want to do that. It is a different mindset and it gets you through life a little bit of the, you know, the hustle, the the grit, you you have a grit that um, not everyone has. I actually had a a little bit of a network marketing background as well. So which I just think Mm. is so funny because that is also a place you learn a lot about coaching, um, which is amazing. Oh, yes. Yes. And I was saying, I was saying that to say this, because I don't want to drag it out too long. Everything I've done in the past led me to where I'm at now. Yes. Doing basketball taught me leadership. It taught me competition. It taught me responsibility. It taught me putting in the extra hours and working hard, right? Doing comedy taught me how to actually command a crowd, how to communicate effectively, um, how to deal with scrutiny, how to deal with judgment, right? In the moment. Because when you're on stage and you say a joke and people don't laugh and they're looking you dead in the eyes, it's like, 
who I have to de- I have to eat this right now and keep the show going. You know right. what I mean? And then when I did network marketing, it taught me team building. It taught me personal development. It taught me dreaming bigger, vision, yeah. affirmation, faith. It taught me all these things. And I, I apply that to what I do now with, with coaching and social media, right? You see the, co- the comedic side of me. You see that chapter in the content that I create, right? right? You see the, the, the communication and the, and the leadership in the way that I interact with my followers and interact with my community. You see, you know, just the business savviness that I got from n- network marketing in the way that I conduct business with my, my social media company, you know? So everything that I've done has led me to where I'm at now. And all those things that I thought were going to be the entire story were just chapters. And, right. and that's my encouragement that. for everybody listening, right? Like if you're at a point where you're considering doing something else and you don't know if you're qualified, like look back at what you've already done yes. and take, take inventory on the lessons that you've learned that have helped shape the characteristics and the skills and the gifts that you have now. Like we all have a gift, take your experiences from the past and keep that in mind to give you the confidence to step into that new area of growth, whether you're, you know, starting a brand new company or you're just trying to just start reels and you're not too sure about that. Right. I mean, like we all have lessons, we all have skills and wisdom and gifts that we've acquired from our past experiences. And when you realize and remember like, wow, I had to learn a lot to be good at that. Well, what makes me think I don't have the capacity to learn this and get good at this? And if it's important enough to learn it, then there should be nothing that stops you from diving into it because nobody, rarely anybody is great when they start. But if you don't start, you don't have a chance to become great. I love you know? it. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. And, and it's, and it's also, I, one of the questions I ask a lot, and that's why I always ask people about their background. Uh, and sometimes I'll ask my guest, you know, what they wanted to be when they were little, because mm-hmm. what always is funny is a lot of times there was something in there when you were little before there was judgment before people would say, oh, you can't be that because I think you can be whatever you want. I really, truly yeah. do. If you put your mind to it, if you dream it and you can make it in your brain, you can you can do that. So that's always a question I ask because a lot of times my guests will be like, holy crap, I never thought about that kind of parlaying into what I'm doing now. And, it, it you know, sometimes there exactly. is ties. And so I love how you just tied all of that together. I think it's it's so smart and wonderful. So I would love for you now to talk to the, um, you know, the audience about some of your, I know you said you had a freebie. We can, you know, tell people. And also yeah. I know Dave said he already, he already DM'd you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Anybody DM me, DM me if you want to chat more. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah. So I have a few things, right? A few things I, I have, a, um, you know, uh, a free freebie that I offer. It'll be provided in the links that, that you put up for everybody, Juliet. Um, and the freebie is basically, you know, a hundred real ideas and caption hook ideas, right? So awesome. for those of you who are already established with reels, you've been doing reels, but you struggle with like figuring out ideas or, you know, foundational concepts to create a reel around, there's about 40 of those. And then caption starters, which is extremely important in your uh, ability to impact your audience and actually move your audience into action and sustain their attention. Uh, it's like the first line of your caption, right? The first words of your caption really have a major influence or impact on whether or not people are going to read your entire caption. Because most people don't read captions. But if that first line is powerful or engaging enough, um, they they will read it. So there's like 60 caption hook ideas in the freebie. So um, you'll get a link, you can download that, you'll get that immediately. Um, And the other two things is I, I just released a course 
It's called the Realist Course. I did that. I released it last month. It's it's phenomenal. I, I put all of my my life's work, well, the past year and change of doing reels, everything that I've learned, all the heartache, all the frustration, okay, right. all the lessons, tools, skills, everything. I put it into the course. It's um, there's over fifty lessons in there. I don't know how many hours it equates to, but it's a lot of time. It's a self paced course, and um, the information is evergreen, you know, for the most part. 95% of the information is evergreen, no matter what changes take place on Instagram. And uh, when you when you enroll into the course, you go through it at your own pace, you'll have lifetime access to it. I'll be updating it along the way when there's new strategies or new things. Um, small investment for the amount of value that you get. And the other thing that I have for people who, uh, let me say this, the course is for pretty much anybody at any level, no matter how much experience you have, unless you already consider yourself a master at Instagram reels, right? If you feel like you're crushing it, you're getting all the views you could ever ask for, all the followers, all the engagement, all the business from your reels that you can ever ask for, then the course is not for you. But it has beginner level to advanced level information, tools, strategies, um, information that'll help you become a master at reels in your own right. So if you, from the person that's never done a reel before and doesn't know where to start to the person who's doing reels, but they need help with their strategy, they need help with um, their creativity, that's who the realist course is for. And the link is in my bio. There's a sale going on for that if you want to um, check it out. And the other thing that I have going on for people who are confident with their skills with reels, but they don't really, they don't have time to do all the research, don't have a hard time finding trends and ideas, uh, you know, conceptualizing ideas that are relevant to their brand. I have the realist club and that is basically a membership. You get access to a weekly updated list of currently trending audios and ideas curated and put together by me. I literally just released the next list to everybody today, every Monday. So um, you're basically gonna have 28 ideas and trending audios that you can rely on. And I, the, the way I design the concepts and the ideas, I make it relevant to whatever niche you're in. There's very few niches that it won't work for, but it'll work for a lot of people. So that you can try that out too. There's like a $1 uh, uh, trial for the first month. Um, that's going to end soon. But you know, if you're somebody who's doing reels, but you're having a hard time with ideas and spending too much time looking for them, that's who it's for. I do all that work for you, make your life a lot easier so you can create more content and serve your audience more consistently. So yeah, that's pretty much what I got going on. All that stuff is uh, linked in the bio, except the freebie. The freebie you get uh, from Juliet directly, because that's just for this group right here. That's just for everybody listening to this podcast this interview awesome. it's it's exclusive for you okay <laughs> yeah and we'll get that out so that will and it, we'll put that in um the show notes when this goes out probably in uh, a week and a half but monty sure, and i will sure. we'll we'll get there about that but that's the other thing you also do coaching you do group yeah. coaching and then you do one-on-one coaching is that mm-hmm. correct as well yeah yep yep every now and then i'll have a, a group workshop i'll probably be doing one of those soon um and you know i do like group webinars stuff like that and uh, yeah, and I do one-on-one coaching. So, you know, that's obviously a more uh, personalized setting. You know, things are uh, customized to the person I'm sitting in front of, giving them strategy, giving ideas, um, auditing the, the, the content that they currently have and helping them tweak the things that support reels and help them perform well. All that stuff. I do that one-on-one too. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, so I know you just had to move. So I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> you're joining. Where did you move? And where South you- Carolina. You did. Good for yeah. you. So where, where did you move from? So New York, New York. I'm okay. still, I'm still New York until the day I die. All right. I, I'm still New York in my heart. All right? right. My body 
is so, in South Carolina. My spirit is in is New in York. New York. <laughs> so I, I'm in New York, um, but my my right. husband grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in New so, Jersey, but we uh, we we live in New York. And um, I hear you. You never you never can leave. So when you cursed, I was like, yeah, I'm Jersey, New York. I mean, I, I maybe don't look like I curse, but I curse. Um, <laughs> as, as my mom always says, I don't know where you came from. Um, <laughs> she does. But so I, Monte, thank you so much for uh, joining this and um, Fireside. It's really fun to have you on. And as Thanks I said, whether you guys are on LinkedIn, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, whether you're listening to the replay and you're like, wait, I want that freebie where it is. Um, just, you'll go to my, you know, any of the uh, podcast players, my website, I am Juliet Han. And then also, um, you know, we'll have some links in here as well. So you guys can see that. But um, if you guys are new to Fireside also, uh, make sure that you're following both of us. I have some really fun shows this week. I have Ashley Brown, who is the um, NFL former player and coach Ray Brown. We also have Jason Pfeiffer going to be on. He's the Entrepreneur Magazine. Um, he also has just written a book. And then um, Ashley Peterson, who is Adrian Peterson's wife, is also going to be on um, this month. So if you guys are not following us and following, uh, you will not know about the shows that are coming up. So um, again, Monty, thank you so much for joining Fireside and everyone in thank the audience. Um, we appreciate it. I know you guys learned some stuff because I definitely learned some stuff. And uh, it is uh, one of those things that it's we we so I was just talking to someone today before I wrap this up. And it's funny that sometimes people don't ask for help. And I do not have a problem asking for help since I'm dyslexic. <laughs> like when I was in school, I'd be like, nope, I need someone to do this. I know where my strengths and weaknesses are. And I think it's really important when we know our strengths and weaknesses. And if you're building a brand or you want to become an influencer or do something on social media, there that's why there's people like Monty out there. And I mean, I don't know, no one cannot have connected with you. Your energy is like so fun. I mean, that's the reason why I was like, ah, I got to get this guy on. Um, I mean, that's what's important is that he's going to be able to help you. He's going to give you the tools to be able to help. Um, it's one of those things that not everyone is good at social media and he has done the work. You will see when you go to his, his Instagram, he has done the work. He has the background. He has the communication background, but then he also has the acting background. He has the, the sports background, um, you know, where he, the hard work. And so you definitely want to reach out to find out if it, this, you know, if it's a match. So you guys can find him again on Monty, um, on his, on his Instagram, which is Monty M O N T Y land L A N S. And, uh, We'll, we'll see you again. And, um, yeah, you know, again. I hope so. I appreciate you so much. You're awesome. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we, oh, hold on. Sorry. I got, okay. I got, I got a telephone call and I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> and it like flicked my whole screen off. I always tell okay. people, guests and stuff, if you get a, if you get a telephone call, don't worry. And then I couldn't figure out how to get it off there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm so glad that we connected and that you were Absolutely. able to join your next stop live on Fireside. Let's and, do it uh, again sometime. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, totally. And listen, I, the Screenshot. music. Yeah, yeah, you got it. CT. Ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, we should do one where we have you also coming on and teaching and doing a group sure. thing, and we'll you could do lessons like that. That would be really sure. fun. This music Absolutely. sucks as we're leaving. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Just pretend like it's Stevie Wonder in the background. We're yeah, good. <laughs> we're going up. We're going up. All right, guys. Thanks again for joining, and Monty Thank will be so in much. touch. All right. Take bye, care. everyone. Bye. Peace.